Welcome, friends, to the Wednesday edition of The Morning Crier, the program that brings you the headlines from around the world in five minutes. I'm Don, your host on this chaotic trip to hell called the collapse of United States and Western civilization as a whole. Stop. The deep state has big plans to further demonize American patriots while ramping up another huge false flag event. All news pipeline. While likely at least half of America would quickly label government-sponsored false flag terrorism as being fake news or a conspiracy theory, fully ignorant of the fact that the United States government has planned and used false flag terrorism in the past to achieve goals that they might not have been able to achieve without such events, we're going to be taking a look within this story at recent signs a huge false flag may be dead ahead. With what happened during the proposed Operation Northwoods events of 1962 still not common knowledge, and definitely not something our children are being taught in public schools, Maybe it should be as even Wikipedia reports that Operation Northwoods was a proposed false flag operation against American citizens that originated within the U.S. Department of Defense of the United States government in 1962, with Opus Northwoods proposals calling for the CIA to both stage and actually commit acts of terrorism against American military and civilian targets, blaming them on the Cuban government and using it to justify a war against Cuba. How many more such events that have happened throughout U.S. history were concocted by the CIA or deep state operatives? And how many Americans and other innocent people around the world have died because of such secretive, covert operations? While it's highly unlikely that the American people will ever find out just how often our government has gone out and attacked the American people, disguised as others and under the cover of darkness, the possibilities considered back in 1962 included assassinating Cuban immigrants, sinking boats of Cuban refugees on the high seas, hijacking planes to be shot down or given the appearance of being shot down, blowing up a U.S. ship, and orchestrating violent terrorism in U.S. cities. The proposals were rejected by President John F. Kennedy. With it quite easy to understand the psychology behind government carrying out false flag terrorism once one understands that manufactured crises are looked at as opportunities by those carrying them out, allowing them to accomplish things they'd never be able to accomplish like getting into wars without their own attacks upon the American people, as the Liberty Daily astutely points out in a new story that we'll explore in much more detail in the next section of this story below, another such event may be unfolding before our very eyes. Stop. Assassinations of dissidents from snipers on the roof has been rehearsed and is coming to America. Dave Hodges, photographed by journalists from Voice of Ukraine, we formerly witnessed pro-Russian forces firing upon unarmed protesters. The pro-Yanukovych forces are pictured above on a rooftop of an Ukrainian house on January 22, 2014 firing upon unarmed protesters. According to Ukrainian journalists, working for the Voice of Ukraine, this is very common occurrence in which untold numbers of protesters are being murdered on a daily basis. Communist revolutions, more accurately, George Soros-led revolutions consistently use the snipers on the roof phenomena to overthrow existing regimes. There are clear signs that the United States is about to fall victim to the same strategy. Antifa and BLM riots are only the first step of the process. Like Kosovo and Cairo, riots will soon be replaced by snipers on the roof. It wasn't just the leaders of protesters that were targeted by snipers on the roof in Ukraine that I covered in 2014, it was also the pro-Russian friendly leaders in Ukraine's government. The snipers on the roof phenomenon became the leading reason that the Russian-controlled Ukrainian government fell. It is why Ukraine fell from Russia to being a puppet of the CIA deep state. This was a CIA operation, but it involved mercenaries provided by George Soros and these assassins, California-based, were likely under the control of former California governor, Jerry Brown. The purpose of the move to antagonize Russia because a more Western-friendly regime would replace the pro-Putin government. Soros undoubtedly had the goal of sowing the seeds of World War III. 
the sea's interest was based upon lessening the hold that the Russians had over our Western allies and NATO when it came to natural gas of which Ukraine was a major supplier. Snipers on the roof was a central strategy in this successful coup attempt. However, Ukraine was not the only country to experience this strategy in recent years, and the central player is always George Soros. Stop. I have been incarcerated for nearly a year for crimes I did not commit. Courageous January. Six political prisoner Jessica Watkins speaks out against the regime. The Gateway Pundit. Jessica Watkins was arrested in January after she turned herself into federal authorities and was charged with conspiracy, entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds, and other charges. She has not been out of pretrial detention for nine months. Jessica Watkins, a former Army Ranger and veteran of the Afghanistan War, attended the January 6th protest and rally at the White House Ellipse in the U.S. Capitol. She was reportedly working as security at the Ellipse and met with U.S. officials before the president's speech. She is also a member of the Oath Keepers, a pro-Constitution group frequently maligned by the liberal media and Democrat politicians. The Gateway Pundit previously reported that Jessica Watkins was stripped and left naked in a jail cell for four days with the lights on 24 hours a day for her alleged crimes of conspiring to attack the U.S. Capitol building on January 6. Watkins shared her official testimony with the Gateway Pundit. Here is an excerpt. My name is Jessica Watkins, and I am a January 6 defendant. I have been incarcerated nearly a year for crimes I did not commit, so as to serve as a pawn for the party to exploit. An exploit they have. When I was 18, I joined the army and served as a paratrooper in a ranger battalion and served in Afghanistan in 2002. After the army, I felt a need to serve but did not return to the military and instead joined a fire department where I served as a firefighter, EMT, and rescue technician. Some years later, I started a small business with my fiancé, a bar and grill that barely survived the COVID lockdowns. The events of 2020 were chaotic, and with the leftist riots in the streets plunging our nation nearly to a state of civil war, I felt duty-bound to protect the innocent, so once again I served my nation, protecting businesses, helping the injured, and coordinated with law enforcement. I have been threatened by the BLM, Antifa mobs, been assaulted by them, and still I serve time and again to protect the lives, businesses and homes of strangers, many of which were themselves minorities. After the 2020 election, I continued to serve to protect innocents from violent assaults by left-wing anarchists. In November 2020, innocent patriots were savagely attacked without repercussions in the streets of D.C. In December, four proud boys were stabbed by Antifa, one of whom lost a kidney and nearly died. It is these events that led me to attend the rally on January 6, 2021. While I decline to offer specifics about the nature of my case, what I can attest to is the reality of January 6 that has yet to be fully appreciated by the American public. January 6 was not one single protest, but three separate events. The first event is the speech given by our president at the Ellipse. The second is the rally at the Capitol building on the east side. The third is the infamous scene from the west side of the Capitol building. The first was calm. The second, virtually entirely peaceful. The third was the infamous scene now known incorrectly as the insurrection, an unfounded, improper colloquialism adopted by left-wing media. Having seen videos yet unavailable to the public, I can attest to the improper responses of police that led to the spiral of events that culminated in a riot. Indeed, January 6 amounts to little more than a riot that was ultimately incited by police. The media draws much attention to the deadly nature of January 6, but glosses over the reality that four protesters were killed as a result of the police responses. 
people were pushed off balconies, protesters shot in the face with rubber bullets, women and elderly beaten, tear gas and flashbangs thrown into a peaceful crowd. Rosen Boylan was savagely beaten to death and trampled by police. Ashley Babbitt was murdered in cold blood by an officer lying in ambush. Stop. You'd better watch out. The surveillance state has a naughty list, and you're on it. The Rutherford Institute, thanks to the government's almost limitless powers made possible by a domestic army of techno-tyrants, fusion centers, and peeping toms, Santa can get real-time reports on who's been good or bad this year. This creepy new era of government, corporate spying, in which we're being listened to, watched, tracked, followed, mapped, bought, sold, and targeted, makes the NSAS rudimentary phone and metadata surveillance appear almost antiquated in comparison. Consider just a small sampling of the tools being used to track our movements, monitor our spending, and sniff out all the ways in which our thoughts, actions, and social circles might land us on the government's naughty list. Tracking you based on your health status. In the age of CB-19, digital health passports are gaining traction as gatekeepers of a sort, restricting access to travel, entertainment, etc. Based on one's vaccine status, whether or not one has a vaccine passport, however, individuals may still have to prove themselves healthy enough to be part of society. Tracking you based on your face, facial recognition software aims to create a society in which every individual who steps out into public is tracked and recorded as they go about their daily business. Coupled with surveillance cameras that blanket the country, facial recognition technology allows the government and its corporate partners to identify and track someone's movements in real time. Tracking you based on your behavior, rapid advances in behavioral surveillance are not only making it possible for individuals to be monitored and tracked based on their patterns of movement or behavior, including gait recognition, but have given rise to whole industries that revolve around predicting one's behavior based on data and surveillance patterns and are also shaping the behaviors of whole populations. Tracking you based on your spending and consumer activities. With every smartphone we buy, every GPS device we install, every Twitter, Facebook, and Google account we open, every frequent buyer card we use for purchases, whether at the grocers, the yogurt shop, the airlines or the department store, and every credit and debit card we use to pay for our transactions. We're helping corporate America build a dossier for its government counterparts on who we know, what we think, how we spend our money, and how we spend our time. Tracking you based on your social media activities. Every move you make, especially on social media, is monitored, mined for data, crunched, and tabulated in order to form a picture of who you are, what makes you tick, and how best to control you in and if it becomes necessary to bring you in line. Stop. The board member suggests unvaccinated with religious exemptions deserve to die. InfoWars. A member of the board of directors of the National Education Association posted a message to Facebook that denounced unvaccinated individuals who claim religious exemptions and asserted they deserve to die, according to the libs of TikTok social media account, which shared a screenshot of the post on Tuesday. Molly Page Mumau, a Pennsylvania teacher and member of the board of directors of the NEE, appears to identify herself as an educator, wife, union advocate, semi-pro-wine drinker, LGBTQ ally, and team Pfizer. Mumo wrote, apparently in response to a specific person, that those who choose not to be vaccinated and obtain a religious exemption deserve to die or be shot. Screw this guy and screw them all who are all about hiding behind religious exemptions because they don't want anybody to tell them what to do. People tell you what to do all the time, and you do it. This is such BS. He and his ilk deserve whatever comes their way, including losing jobs, getting sick, and perhaps dying from this virus. But in the meantime, he's going to put all the people around him in danger. I don't know why the GOP doesn't just take those guns they profess to love so much and just start shooting all of their constituents who think this way. It would be quicker and ultimately safer than putting me and my friends and family at risk. Stop. 
Weak Joe Biden, no match for Vladimir Putin and other foes. Goodwin, New York Post. When it comes to making a deal with Russia, Joe Biden has a problem. He wants to talk. Vladimir Putin wants Ukraine and has massed 175,000 troops on the border to prove it. Biden has a similar problem with China and Iran. The president wants to talk about a range of issues and differences. They want to expand their territorial control and crush their enemies. Our adversaries have clear goals and iron fists. We have a fumbling, mumbling president who leads an alliance of largely disarmed welfare states formerly known as NATO. Our military is a woke but sleeping giant. As presidents go, Biden is an especially weak one. He can't unite his own party in Congress, and members of various factions feel no need to give him the legislation he wants. Nobody fears him. Either way, diplomacy is an admirable process, but not an outcome. For Russia, China, and Iran, the outcome is the whole point. Which brings us to Biden's weakest link, Afghanistan. His craven, chaotic withdrawal last summer revealed a willingness to abandon friends and allies, not to mention U.S. citizens. The ghost of that disaster hangs over every foreign policy challenge, and Putin, China President Xi Jinping, and Iran's mullahs certainly factor it into their thinking. Afghanistan may turn out to be a tragic foretaste of what awaits Ukraine, Taiwan, and Iraq. Stop. Smollett blames police, black-white MAGA men, and anti-gay lover in surreal defense of hoax attack. Zero hedge. Sadly, for many interested in how this farce plays out, we are likely never going to see Jussie Smollett's greatest acting performance as the trial in his alleged hoax racist. Anti-gay attack is not televised. It was a bad day for Jussie Smollett, according to Ernest Owens of the Daily Beast, who said Tuesday's cross-examination felt like a masterclass in how to zero in on details and seal the deal, and described in detail how special prosecutor Dan Webb nailed the former Empire star. For example, despite Smollett denying that he recruited the Osendero brothers to stage the attack, Webb nevertheless managed to get him to admit that he had driven around with them prior to the alleged attack. Owens noted that as Webb kept pressing him on specifics, Smollett grew more and more visibly frustrated. Owens said it was clear that Webb had punctured a nerve with Smollett. After the actor tried to cast doubt on Abimbola's testimony by claiming the two had been in a sexual relationship, Webb put the focus back on Smollett, pressing him in an intense series of back-and-forth exchanges about the specific details of the night in question. He explained, These included whether Smollett thought a Walgreens was open for 24 hours, why he was looking for eggs in the middle of the night, whether or not he'd asked Abimbola about a workout that night, and on and on until the actor seemed to hit a breaking point. By the end of his cross-examination, Webb had left many lingering questions about Smollett's account of what happened for jurors to consider. As PJ Media's Victoria Taft reports, Smollett has blamed white men, MAGA backers, and anti-gay people for the attack. When it was discovered that the white men were, in fact, black, Smollett blamed the black men. Then the anti-gay libel had to be ditched when Smollett admitted he made out at a bathhouse with one of the brothers before starting a sexual relationship with him. Smollett could spend three years in prison if he's found guilty. We wonder what kind of riots and media uproar there will be after this verdict. Stop. At Ghislaine Maxwell trial, a fight over huge cache of photos of naked or semi-naked women. Backersfield. Never before seen photographs taken by the FBI during a search following the financier's July 6, 2019. Arrests show several areas of Epstein's gilded eight-story mansion, including the massage room where he allegedly sexually abused girls and young women. A large safe containing more binders of CDs, cash, computer hard drives, diamonds, and passports was found. FBI agents left the house to obtain a warrant for the safe, but when they returned four days later, everything from the safe was gone. One of Epstein's lawyers, Richard Kahn, later returned the items in two suitcases, according to FBI Special Agent Kelly McGuire, who supervised the raid. 
McGuire, a member of the FBI's Child Exploitation and Human Trafficking Task Force, told the jury that agents searched overnight into the next day before finding the safe buried in a closet in a third-floor dressing room. They also found a drawer full of computer hard drives in a ground-floor office. Curiously, she noted that the hard drives they found were already marked with FBI evidence tape, indicating perhaps that they had already been used as evidence in another case. Prosecutors showed bank statements indicating that Epstein sent wire transfers in excess of $30 million to bank accounts that belonged to Maxwell. The transfers occurred in 1999 and 2007. Documents showed that $7.3 million was used to purchase a helicopter for Maxwell. Stop. No matter the event of the day, don't get distracted from their end goals of complete power and control over you and everything you hold dear. Before you go, don't forget to check out Prepper Dave's for your new and used firearms, ammunition, body armor, pro masks, and night vision equipment. You can find it all at PrepperDaves.com. That's PrepperDaves.com.